0: Welcome to the Magnify podcast. Magnify is a platform at the intersection of faith, feminism, and fashion. During these episodes, we have conversations with dynamic individuals that we hope will leave you intrigued, inspired, and informed. How to leverage your skills to create opportunities. In our various work spheres, whether as employees or entrepreneurs, remaining committed to learning and developing ourselves is so important, no matter what stage we're at. Particularly in the moments where we're not sure where we want to be, how can we trust the process and make the most of the season? In this episode, we spoke to Adeola Baega, the UK Education and Artistry Manager at Pat McGrath Labs and a skincare expert. Adiola has thrived in her position in the beauty industry and she has a particular passion for educating women about their skin and encouraging them to become their best selves from the inside out. In this episode, she spoke to us about the importance of not letting how you started or what you've been through in life define or limit you, how to make sure you're constantly learning and developing in your field, and how to trust God's timing and process in your work and career. Let's listen in to this great episode. So what I love with doing the podcast is for me, it's basically a chance to catch up with friends.
1: Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um,
0: <laughs> Adiola, um, I can't actually remember how I came across you a few years ago, but basically I always say to everyone, you're like my skin guru. Oh, t- thank you. <laughs> who stops me from using um, oil of Yulay and E.V. <laughs> <laughs> um so really really excited to get to chat to you today and to hear all about your career and the great stuff that you're doing um so to give our audience a chance to get to know you we always like to start off with some quick fire questions so if you could have dinner with four guests from any era who would they be and why
1: Oh, that's a really good question. For me, I always identify with and really love to hear the stories of like really strong, inspiring black women. And so for me, Oprah would be like a given because I think she's incredible. I love who she is, and I identify with her in so many ways in terms of like how her career started and how there were so many failures. But on the back of that, she actually really kind of found a name for herself and she's really paved the way for so many other women. Um I would also say as well, Maya Angelou, I think she you know was an amazing force and again like a really strong woman and I just loved her story and how she just had so much wisdom like just to kind of like be inside of her mind and listen to her and just you know have all of that wisdom would have been amazing. Um, I'd say Pat McGrath which probably would be like oh but you work for her so why would you want to know more about her but just to kind of like pick her brains about how she forged her career as a makeup artist and like her whole idea of luxury and the fact that she's made it so that black women or any woman can really buy into a sense of luxury and not feel kind of bad about wanting to kind of have nice things for themselves I think is amazing um, and I'd love to kind of just like sit down with her because she's always so busy so even though I do work for her you know I, I really have very minimal conversations or interactions with her when I do it's always really, really pleasant and amazing and I'd say finally Serena Williams I think she's just again an incredible black woman so strong you know even the fact that you know she was playing tennis like while she was pregnant and you know never made it about that she kind of like showed up and did her job like that to me is just super inspiring and also she made me realize that actually you can have it all like you can have a great marriage and kids and also still have an amazing career which is something I'm always very worried about like when I want to start a family do I lose my identity so I'd love to kind of hear from her so those would be like my four people that I'd have at my dinner party
0: amazing i have to say i would definitely have the same so what's a surprising or weird fact about you that maybe people might not know
1: so this is a really funny one and actually you know when i tell people this i'm like oh my god so i actually was on the um program the weakest link oh like, wow literally- <laughs> super random actually I remember they came to my university and they were doing auditions and I think I was at that point where I literally just wanted to try any and everything at that point in terms of like trying to get in the media industry um I was studying media and communications I didn't really know what I wanted to do as a career but I just kind of knew I wanted to be kind of like forward-facing and presenting in some way and so I kind of thought it'd be like a practice run for me to kind of have experience being on tv and um, it was very short-lived because I didn't really last very many rounds but it was a really fun day. Amazing (laughs)
0: Um, and obviously we were speaking a little bit before we started Mm. but how do you switch off and relax in the midst of such a busy day job and your outside of work passions?
1: This will probably sound very cliche coming from me you know me I love skincare (laughs) but again it's going to be something to do with skincare because for me that that's my relaxation um and as much as i you know do it as part of my work and i love talking about skincare it is also one of my like sort of like pleasures in life like looking after myself like coming home removing my makeup and just having that little like moment of reflection kind of like looking after my skin is also part of my self-care
0: Amazing. Um, So I always like to start off looking at people's childhoods um, and maybe getting you to reminisce because I think so often Mm. our childhoods and maybe the values that we learned there really shape who we become. Um, Growing up, what was your childhood like and what were some of the values instilled in you that you think have helped you to get to where you are today?
1: So I think, you know, for me, um, one of the reasons why I probably worked so hard is because I had quite a difficult childhood. Um, You know, when people look at me, they see somebody that probably is like, you know, very kind of like hardworking and has had some amazing opportunities. But that's never always come easily for me in life. You know, I never had a great sort of childhood in the way that, you know, things were always perfect. I mean, you know, I had happy memories. You know, it was always me, my mum my sister, but there was a lot of kind of like, you know, Um, you know, difficult times that came with that as well. And so I think for me, that really instilled the value of, I want my life to be different for me when I get older. I want things that, you know, maybe I wasn't necessarily able to have very easily when I was younger, a life that, you know, had, you know, fun memories and and things like that. So I think I work really hard and strive for excellence because I always never want to be a product of what happened to me or the things that I've experienced in life. Um, And so I think for me, that's a really powerful moment because sometimes... I never want to take away from things that people have been through, but I always think of what Oprah says and she goes, you know, your life should never be Um, you know, where you've been or the things that you've gone through, you know, your destiny is all about, you know, what you do to kind of pave the way for you going forward. And I've never wanted to be held back by the things that I never was able to kind of experience. And so for me, it's all about, you know, moving forward, looking for positivity and trying to kind of instill that in other people as well. Because I think a lot of people are broken from the things that they've experienced in life. And I've always been about, like, how can I move forward and create a life for me that I can say that I'm proud of and really happy and excited to talk about so yeah amazing um, yeah.
0: I want to talk about learning because just being yeah friends with you it's something that I've noticed in everything that you do you're always you.
1: disciplined
0: in developing yourself and I think that that's as you say life we can't kind of sit back and say this happened to us it's also what can we do to move ourselves forward
1: I think, you know, when I speak to a lot of people that went to university, not many people actually do as a career what they studied. Um, But I also think that, you know, my time at university and the degree that I did, it allowed me to like network and socialise and kind of really, you know, put myself outside of the box and kind of really kind of make myself come out of my comfort zone because I'm typically quite a shy person quite reserved and so you know doing a media and communications degree you were meeting different people I was learning things like psychology sociology I wasn't just learning about media and I actually went into to do my degree not knowing exactly what I wanted to do I had you know, so many different things that I thought I'd be good at. You know, I went from wanting to do, um, you know, sciences and maybe becoming a doctor or becoming a paediatric nurse and then obviously even a midwife and then changing my mind and thinking, do you know what? let me just give it a go. I love makeup. I love being creative. I've never actually met a makeup artist, but I've done the degree now. Let me try it. Wow. And I, you know, initially wanted to go into maybe beauty PR or, you know, working for beauty magazine, but my degree was never really kind of the expectation of what I thought it would be. You know, I thought I'd be like reading the glossy magazines and having an internship at Vogue magazine one day or like Glamour magazine. And it never really happened that way. But it really allowed me to meet new people and actually realized that I do love makeup and I do enjoy it. And actually I might as well just try it because I've got my degree now. I've learned all the life skills, you know, I've learned how to become very sociable and network and meet new people. All I need to do now is just literally just try my hand at makeup and if it works great. But if it doesn't, at least I've got my degree to fall back on. And so I'm really grateful for my time at university because I do feel like I, I really kind of, I gained more in terms of life skills than I actually did about, you know, what I've got from my, um, uh, my course and my degree that I did and I think a lot of people feel that way as well like you go for you un- to university for the experience and what you can learn about yourself and I think I really grew as an individual and I felt so much more confident to be able to kind of you know fight my corner and go for things that maybe I wouldn't have necessarily done had I'd not gone to university
0: Amazing. Um, So particularly in your field, you know, things are always changing, there's always new trends, always new techniques to learn. How important is it for you to commit yourself to always learning and improving yourself, particularly in the field that you're in?
1: It's so important because things are changing all the time. And I think, you know, one of the things that you can really do that will hinder yourself or you know stop you from you know developing and progressing is if you just feel like you've made it and you don't have to or there's no room for you to grow and I think one of the best things that you can do and when you look at very successful people they've had to change um, and adapt you know you could be the most successful person in the room but there's always going to be new blood coming into the the system there's always going to be new people that are younger hungrier than you or you know want to do more than you or learn more than you and so they're going to always have that bit more of a an advancement and so I always think that the best way for you to kind of really keep yourself fresh and keep yourself you know um you know, keep your kind of mind ticking is to be constantly learning. And luckily for me, I've always le- loved that aspect mm. of, you know, my career, learning about new advancements in makeup, new products, new technologies, you know, things are now shifting to more of a digital like space. And so, you know, me being able to learn like new ways to kind of edit the videos that I do or even just changing, and adapting it's just so important because you're not leaving yourself like left behind. And I think that's really, really important. And also as a makeup artist, there's so many new things that you can learn. Makeup as a, as a career or even as an industry is so broad. There's so many aspects to makeup. And so for me, it's like I'm always willing to learn and try. Like even, for example, for me, I felt like what made me very unique is that there wasn't really anyone in the industry that was a black woman that was a makeup artist but was also talking about skincare and so because I was able to identify that and look at that in more of a a different way to everyone else it kind of gave me a little bit more of like a you know um a different level than anybody else that I was seeing out there. And I think that's where, you know, I had to learn a little bit more about skincare. I had to kind of, you know, take time out of my day to kind of research things and go into more depth. Because if I hadn't have done that, I probably wouldn't be in the position that I am now. um, You know, if I hadn't have obviously made that decision. So learning is so important to be able to constantly do that will really, really pay dividends in your career.
0: Amazing. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about establishing your own voice and I guess finding your niche and your own lane. Um, so obviously at the moment you work for Pat McGarth Labs and how do you balance, I guess, being part of such a, you know, worldwide successful global brand as well as having the time to develop your own passion as a makeup artist and skincare expert?
1: It's difficult. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, it's really hard because sometimes when you work for a corporation or a company as big as who Pat McGrath is, sometimes you always feel like you're in that shadow. You know, everyone kind of knows you. It's like, oh, you're Adiola. you work for Pat McGrath Labs or, oh, Adiola, like, oh, my God, I know you because obviously three Pat. And so, what I really allowed myself to do is really use that as a platform to leverage myself. So, you know, I create content and videos for people that want to learn. Because, even for example, Pat is a UK born makeup artist. A lot of people, unless you're in the industry, still don't know who Pat McGrath is. So for me, she's always been like an icon a legend in the makeup industry, but a lot of people don't know who she is. And so I've allowed that to be a really great opportunity for me to kind of like share my passions about the brand that I work for. So I think, you know, that's one thing. But Then I'm also trying to look at what I can do to kind of best service myself outside of that. So like taking on, you know, outside opportunities, again, with the skincare thing, you know, being somebody that's a voice where I really talk about black skin and how that's really important to kind of understand because especially with Black Lives Matter and all the things that have been happening, you know, a lot of people have come to me, maybe they're makeup artists and they don't have much experience with black skin and they want to learn or, you know, I've really been able to kind of use my voice and my platform to be able to kind of talk about issues but also, you know, um, train and support and mentor and lead and support other people that want to learn and so it's really given me the opportunity to kind of like build up myself but then look at opportunities where I can kind of develop myself as a person outside of the brand so it's been great you know it's been difficult balancing the two but I think had I've not shifted and left the brand that I was previously working Looking forward to work for Pat. Again, I don't think I would be in the position that I am now because only within the last year or so that I think that my brand as a whole, like who I am, has very much developed. Not only because of Pat McGrath, but the opportunities that's allowed me to have, um, but also the fact that I've, I've been able to kind of take some of those opportunities and really spin it.
0: I think that in industries where trend that are very much driven by trends, um, it can be easy to do what's trending because then in a sense, the way algorithms work and whatever, you show up on people's timelines and you get more visibility. But yeah. how do you balance that with being true to who you are and developing what you're passionate about and focusing on your own goals?
1: That's a really good question. And actually when I think about, you know, the pandemic and where we're at now um and we've discussed this before i feel like i really came into myself and i really be able, i was really um able to kind of not gauge more engagement but I felt like I was able to kind of be a bit more successful on Instagram when I was starting to talk about myself personally. So one of the things that I really discuss is that, you know, a lot of people have brands or have things that they want to kind of put out there, but they just put like an image up or, you know, they just kind of like, you know, showcase the makeup, but they don't really like put themselves forward. I know it's not always easy, but actually it was when I started to kind of like put myself, you know, out there in more of a raw state. So for example if I'm not wearing makeup or for example, when I talk about like mental health and the struggles that I've had and the things that I've had to deal with and I was really real and authentic, that's when I felt that that authenticity that I was putting forward, people were able to identify with that so much more. And so it really made me realise that actually people don't want to see like the glossy images and the perfection that I think a lot of people think that we want to see. It's when you show your true authentic self and you're able to talk about the highs as well as the lows. And, you know, people love that under- underdog story of seeing where people came from and if it is difficult if it's challenging to kind of speak of that in a true manner because then it gives people that understanding that actually you know when I look at Adiola and when I look at somebody that's successful maybe I thought that their life was this way but actually in essence their life is so different and it was really good to hear back their story of like not being an overnight success and actually that it took me 10 years of being in this industry to actually just be in the position that I'm in today so I think it's all about really about being yourself and being you and actually when you when you show your true authentic self that's when people identify with you so much more than what you think people should identify with you if that makes sense
0: yeah totally yeah So one thing I want to ask is, um, I think it happens a lot more maybe in the States or um, particularly um, in like West Africa where I'm from. Um, But Mm -hmm. people are very strategic in using social media to develop, you know, their business or to become an expert in their field. Um, How have you been able to use social media strategically? And I love the fact that social media has democratized um, people being able to show their passions Mm -hmm. and develop and show their skill sets but Mm. in your journey I guess over the last year to 18 months how have you learned to use social media strategically in building um your niche
1: that's a really good question and I think what I've really learned is that social media is finding solutions to people's problems or I think people really want to identify with things that you know maybe they don't understand or aren't able to kind of comprehend themselves they look to you as that Expert or that person that can offer them advice on something that they might be worried about. So for me, a lot of people, even though I'm a makeup artist, probably about eighty percent of my questions are about skincare. So, for example, for me, probably get ten from me a week. So yeah, (laughs) most of them actually Ruth messaging me like, "Hey, hi, like, what do you think of this, or what's your recommendation?" But for me, I think when I was able to really have that conversation, be more open about it and kind of even do videos about, you know, what's the best skincare and what do I use? And even though I always say that with a pinch of salt and say, look, this is what works on my skin. And I'm quite lucky that I'm able to try so many different things. It might not work for you, but even just the basics of understanding like, what are the right products for skincare. Um, and so I think that's a really important thing. And that's one thing that I felt like was really important was, Whatever content that I bring out, it has to be something that's going to service somebody. It's going to be something that, for example, they might be thinking, where do I even start with my skincare? What products would I even need to use for makeup? you know, I offer them that solution so that they could literally watch an IGTV and it could be like 10 minutes of really in-depth expert expert advice that they can then think, oh my gosh, that was really helpful. So I think for me, it's all about using social media to help people, you know, having a voice where it's authentic advice that people can look to and actually get something out of it, as opposed to me just putting up a random picture about something and it doesn't really say anything to anyone or doesn't really offer anyone advice. Mm. That for me is where I thought has made, you know, my Instagram quite successful in a way amazing
0: um so i want to talk about making opportunities and also having boundaries and learning what to say no to um i once heard this quote that i'm paraphrasing but in order to get to do the things that you're called to do and things that you're passionate to actually learning to say no is more important um and i think yes sometimes we can feel as human beings that there's a kind of drought of opportunity so then we can be a bit scatterbrained and just saying yes to all different kinds of things that don't actually have alignment with our purpose and our vision um yeah. for you in terms of opportunities I know there's a number increasingly big number of opportunities that you get presented with how do you use wisdom um in terms of saying yes to things and saying no to things that fit with what you are doing
1: that's a really good question in the sense that I'm even guilty of that you know I'm that person that if an opportunity comes my way, I'd probably want to say yes, but I would do it instinctively. And I think I remember somebody saying to me that or I can't remember hearing it somewhere, but if you have an opportunity sent your way or someone asks you to do something, don't say yes straight away. You should actually allow yourself about twenty four hours to really think about it because sometimes yes is like that knee jerk reaction that you just say whether you've been able to think about it or not. Sometimes when I get emails for things or you know messages on DM like asking about opportunities. Um, you know people always want to have a conversation on the phone straight away and actually one thing that I do now is I'll say oh can you just drop me in an email and actually explain to me like what it is that you're actually asking me because sometimes people will you know because they want you to do something they won't tell you like the time (laughs) and effort that's involved in it or they won't actually give you the real nitty-gritty of it and then you have the pressure of saying yes on the spot because you're like oh well you know we're on the phone and we're talking but actually when you have the time to read and reflect and they send it to you via email you can really see it in black and white Mm -hmm. it makes you think well can I really have the um, mental capacity to do that right now or do I have the time you know can I actually sit down with myself and look through my schedule and so that has been one of the things that I've been doing is actually just asking can you send me an email so that I can actually look through it or I'm really lucky now that I have a management team that actually support me. So that whole element of like the admin, you know, me and my manager will have like a weekly catch up and they'll say, look, these are the opportunities, like have a think about it. What do you think is going to work? And then they can offer me advice. So that's one of the biggest things is just being more, Like, no is one of my favorite words. It never used to be because I'm very much a people pleaser. You know, I always want to kind of like in some way, shape or form, like help someone if I can. And what I've realized is that, you know, that whole cliche of like you can't, you can't pour from an empty cup. But also, you've got to think to yourself, how good is this thing that I'm going to do be if I'm not really present or not really um, showing my true self in the sense that I'm not a hundred percent like um, rested. For example you know, last week I was away for work and I was traveling in Europe and then I came back. If I said yes to something, I didn't really think about the fact that I might need space and time afterwards to kind of have a breather. When I show up to kind of do that, you know, engagement or like speak on something... I wouldn't have the kind of mental capacity to be able to do it. And I would be very tired and I wouldn't, you know, be able to form my thoughts clearly. Like all these different things will come into play. And so I'd feel like I'm cheating myself and that opportunity by only being able to give like 30% when really if I was rested and kind of didn't pack my routine with so many things I could have probably given a hundred percent you know what I mean and so I always say it's actually better to kind of maybe do two or three really good quality things that you really thought about and know that you can plan and execute it really well than what I used to be where I'd be like I'd have all my fingers in so many different pies but only give like 10% here and then 10% there and then you know in the long run it's not sustainable because one people are not going to look at you and think that you're that great because you're not really able to kind of show yourself in your true best self um, and so yeah it's that, that, it's that thing of like you know you want to run a race that's more of a marathon that's more of a long-term thing than something that's quick and it's over and then you don't really feel like you can give a hundred percent
0: Wow. Um, so one of the things I love about just so many of the people we get to interview and yes. magnify is just seeing like biblical principles being put into life in a very practical way. And mm-hmm. one of the things I've always observed with you, even from your previous company, is you're someone that's so faithful where you are and where God has placed you at the moment. And I think sometimes yeah. in our generation, there's a thing of like Everyone just wants to do what works for them in mm. the and not kind of thinking in the long run, and also that can be can break relationships and people don't feel that you've actually been faithful when they 've given you a position um, yeah. you why has it been so important, even though you obviously have big dreams and have big goals? why has it been so important to serve where you are and just be faithful with the jobs that you've had, even if maybe those haven't necessarily been the dream long term things you've wanted to do in the future? Why has that been an important it's an evidently it's a value that you have why has that been important
1: yeah you? I think because for me you know commitment is such a big thing when I put my mind to something can I say that I want to do it you know I always give it my all but I've also been very lucky that you know the positions and the places that I've been put in I always know that that was God's divine timing and that was God's um, you know that was God telling me that that's where I need to be. You know, even in the job that I've been in now, I'm not going to lie; and say it's been perfect all the time. It's been very difficult. You know, it's a brand new brand. There's been a lot of changes, and um, you know, at times where I felt like, oh, do you know, what? I've wanted to give up, and is this really for me? And I had a lot of fear and you know, worry going into this job because it was such a big position. You know, working for Pat McGrath Labs. You know, she was somebody that I'd always kind of you know looked up to, and. It, it was like a dream role for me and it wasn't something that I'd gone into very lightly and actually it wasn't a job that I thought that I was even able to kind of have because for me you know there was always kind of that oh well am I good enough you know is it something that I should do um but then looking back at it now it's actually it was it's, it's it was divinely written in the sense that that was part of my journey and now when I look back if I'd never took, taken that leap of faith and prayed about it and just gone through it even though everything inside me was probably like fighting it because I was so scared about like having that adapt adaptation and change I knew it was something that I needed to do and actually the story about it was that my manager at the time way before we even knew that Pat McGrath Laz was coming to the UK she came to me and she said to me that she'd had a dream that I was going to be working for Pat McGrath in some way this was way before we even like I even had the job and then You know, a couple months later, she called me and was like, oh, like, I've just recommended you um, to go for the position. actually, the position um, that I applied for, um, the lady that was interviewing me initially, she used to work for Bobby Brown wow so, but i'd never met her before her name was tanya and she used to work for bobby brown in the us and i'd heard so much about her but i'd never met her but she was really close with my manager at bobby brown in the uk wow. and then they got talking and then my manager at the time went to her and said oh yeah um you know i think Adela would be amazing i went for the interview didn't think i was going to get it I had everything inside of me because even when my manager came to me and said Do you know what? i think you should go for it you'd be amazing I was kind of that, and I didn't even respond to her for quite a while. (laughs) I didn't even respond, like even when the lady messaged me to be like, "Hi, you know, your manager's like put your name forward." Like I literally was like, "Mm, "How comfortable (laughs) I am? I don't know." But then, if I hadn't taken that leap of faith, or even just kind of prayed about it and thought, "Oh, am I ready?" Like all of the things that I'm doing now, I wouldn't have been able to do them at my old job because at that role, it was very much like you have a lot of kind of boundaries of what you can and can't do. You know, they had a range of skincare. I'd only really be able to speak about that range. You know, I wouldn't have been able to talk about all the different brands I'm speaking about now. So actually me taking that leap of faith and trusting that, you know, this is something that God needed me to do and it was going to really make, you know, a massive difference for me in the long run. If I hadn't have like leaned into God and trusted into what he wanted me to do, I wouldn't be here now. And so sometimes that's when you just have to take ego out of it and not think, no, let me just be comfortable or, and also as well for me, you know, I'm quite lucky in that the brands that I've worked for, I've loved them. You know, I've always known that they're the brands that I want to work for. And I think it's very easy for you to be loyal to a brand and serve a brand when you know that you're passionate about it, mm-hmm. you know, um, and when you're passionate about something, that shows through naturally. So, for example, when I'm talking about you know Pat McGrath products, or when I'm talking about Bobby Brown products, you know, if I didn't believe in it and it wasn't a brand that I wanted to work for, people would see that. They wouldn't want to kind of engage with you because they'd be like, "Oh, well, you don't really seem very authentic." <laughs> but when you're working for you know something that you believe in and you know you want to pour into, it shows. You know, even the way that you talk about things when you're p- passionate about things. And this is why I always say that even in the hiring process, when I interview other people, skills you can learn, you know, things like that, you can learn over time. But then if somebody came to me and they were so passionate about what they do, like that sparks something in someone. That makes me feel like, I want to help you. I want to ride with you. I want to support you. And so for me, I always think, well, that's what I want to kind of embody in everything that I do. You know, the minute that I wake up and just feel like, you know, makeup's not for me or I don't love beauty anymore. I know that this is not the career for me. And so I've been very lucky in that I'm actually doing a career and a job that I love because I knew that this is what I was meant to be doing. There's just something about what I do that makes me feel like this is what I should have been doing, you know? Wow.
0: And I love what you said. It just speaks to your character, the fact that your manager who, you know technically should have wanted you to stay indefinitely in the role that you were doing mm. They obviously see the type of employee that you'd been um and it just really speaks volumes and I think that's why just being faithful as you say where God has us at the moment it yeah. doesn't really have to be there for the next 60 years but being exactly faithful where you are you never know the opportunities and the doors um that that will open up for you in the future yeah so the last section is on motivation. Um and you spoke about you know there's times when you've wanted to give up or maybe thought that you weren't equipped. In the times when you've been close to giving up um or just really felt that you didn't necessarily have the skill set or experience what has kept you going and what role has your faith played in that?
1: My faith has been really important because you know I think when I look back and I think about where I've come from and the things I've had to deal with and go through and where I am now, it was that faith of knowing that things were going to get better. And even in the the darkest of moments, and it's funny because I think when people look at me now, um, you know, people probably don't realise that actually, you know, at the beginning of this year, around like February, March time, I was in a very bad place. It wasn't an easy time for me. Um, You know, I was suffering with depression at the time which I didn't even know about myself and actually it was like you know me taking the time out to kind of like seek therapy and you know really kind of look to developing myself mentally um that really helped me and I was at a position where I was kind of like I don't know if I'm you know willing to go on um, at this time you know everything was really difficult you know do I just give up now And actually, I think sometimes you have to really get to that like rock bottom of like seeing things in a very bleak situation to actually look out on the other side, like where where I am now and actually just be grateful for that because it allows you to change things. You know, if you're continuously coasting along and everything's perfect, which is what I'd always try to do. Like for me, I'm very much a person that's like. I always want to try and eliminate as many kind of obstacles and situations as as I possibly can. So I try and organize things as much as I can. You know, I still procrastinate, but I always get things done to the best of my ability. Um, you know, I always try and set myself up for success, but you know, this year alone for 2020 has made us realise that you cannot plan <laughs> anything, you know, you can't plan things and think that things are going to go perfectly, that things are going to go amazingly because you just don't know what life is going to throw at you. And so, you know, even me having to kind of like deal with the obstacles that I was going through and have challenging times. It really made me realize that actually, there's things that I need to shift within my mindset. You know, I wasn't really kind of um looking after myself as much as I should have been doing. I wasn't kind of like setting myself clear boundaries that protected myself to make sure that I was looking for myself, looking out for myself first. You know, and I wasn't praying as much as I sh- should have been doing all of these little things. And so when you're continuously living that life and just continuously going along with how things are and you're not really focusing on making yourself a priority, there's only so long that you can go on for. And so things had to kind of crumble for me to then, do you know what? look at the situation then let me build things back up now um and I've really been on like a journey in the last couple of months of working on myself you know if things aren't right there's a reason why whether it's you know you need to pray more about it you know seek a closer relationship with God or you know seek you know help from a professional if you feel that you need someone to talk to um, and so I think that's a, that's the really good thing I always think that you know Tough times don't last, but tough people do. And I think that's one thing that I've always lived by as well. You know, all the things that I've gone through in life, it's my resilience to kind of be like, you know what, that's a chapter that I've been through. It happened and I think it had to happen for me to learn from it. But it's the lessons that you learn afterwards. And I always look at difficult situations and, and that really helps me to kind of stay resilient in those positions as well. Amazing.
0: Um, And my final question from your journey and being a woman who's so purposeful and also ambitious and passionate about what you do, um, what would you tell yourself, I guess, a year ago about the importance of self-care, even as you work towards building your future and your career?
1: Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing that I've learned is, um, resting is actually part of your productivity. You know, I was somebody that kind of, um, I lived to work. I didn't work to live. You know, it was very much like my whole life was about my work, my job. Um, and it's really funny because when I was, I'm still in my therapy sessions, but I remember my um, therapist at the time, she said to me at my very first session, okay, this is a pie chart. And she goes, okay. imagine every single part of this pie as a slice. Um, Are all of those slices equal? So she was looking at like, you know, my spiritual relationship with God, my work relationship, you know, personal relationships, my career. And literally all of my conversations that I was having was to do with work and being busy and, you know, doing this and doing that. You know, when you look at all the other slices, there was very minimal time being made for resting, very minimal time being made for self-care. And it's funny because I would do these videos, and I'll be talking about to other people like self-care is so important. Make sure you prioritize it, prioritize it. But I wasn't practicing what I was preaching. And so I just got really burnt out. And I think, you know, when I look back now, I have to really look at, you know, where I was and say, but I don't know, were you looking after yourself, you know? Were you taking what you needed to do to invest in yourself so that you're able to kind of support other people and you know give them the advice that you're trying to give them? And actually, for me, it's like, you know, if there's days where I'm like, do you know what? I'm just super tired at the moment. I don't want to do something. I would just kind of like allow that to be what it needs to be. Whereas before I'd fight so much, no, you can't rest, you know, you've got things to do. And if you do it today, it means that you've got a better day tomorrow. And then before you know it, you're working continuously and then you just have your body just kind of like giving up on you because you've not allowed it to rest. And so for me, I always think now, if I rest, it allows me to be more productive. It allows me to be the best version that I can. And I'm really working to become the best version of who I can be. And that subsequently means that I have to look after myself I have to take care of myself um and it's all about balance I know it's really cliche and people hate to say it, and it's very <laughs> easier said than done but there has to be a balance and another thing that I'm really looking to is you know as I'm getting older it's About having that balance, you know, for me to be able to, you know, potentially have a family one day and to, you know, have a relationship with someone, I have to be able to find the balance because if I continue like how I've been continuing, you know, this successful, like, workaholic that is always on the go, when will I ever have the time to date or, you know, meet someone or to potentially start a family or to settle down? I can't have it all if I'm just continuing how I've been living. And so... I think it's all about shifting and adapting I have to be so adaptable and I think because I've made some of those shifts I've seen a change in me and I think that will also see a change in the things that will you know that God will bless me with you know going forward in the next few years or even months but yeah that's the biggest thing is you know rest take care of you and I think that has made a massive difference to how I am now and how much more better things are for me as well now
0: amazing well thank you so much Adiola. obviously i personally thank you. Chatting with you, and i know um, <laughs> how much yeah i've just taken away and i know that our community will as well and just thank you in particular for your vulnerability it's been really really powerful thanks so much for joining us for this episode don't forget to subscribe and if you know anyone who might benefit from this go ahead and share this with them Also, don't forget to rate and review. It really helps us out. See you next time.